This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory doing a new swing trading podcast with you on swing trading the stock market. You can check it out on iTunes. You can get it on um, all my previous episodes, actually. I think there's about 63 or 64 total episodes that I've done to date. And uh, all of them are worth checking out. They're all evergreen. They're all worth giving a good listen to. So this is like the post-hurricane podcast. I, I actually, believe it or not, had two attempts at a podcast last week. And, and both times, for whatever reason, I screwed up the audio. And things were so hectic that it was just, it got to a point to where, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't put the time into trying it a third time because we're trying to make hurricane preparations, trying to, you know, make sure food, water, all that stuff. I have an 11-year-old boy. I was making sure that he was being taken care of. So it was, it was a hectic week last week, and it's been hectic this week too. I mean, it's like Thursday, and it feels like a Monday, quite honestly. Even though I've been trading since uh, Tuesday, and when the, when the markets opened back up, it, it's still been a pretty crazy time. I mean, I um, I feel like today's really like a Monday, and it's Thursday. But yeah, I mean, I mean, th- Hurricane Dorian was really nothing more than a uh, thunderstorm. In fact, I was I was telling some guys down in the bar below is that if, if that if I didn't know anything about there being a hurricane out there, I would have thought this was nothing more than an afternoon thunderstorm, maybe even weaker than a typical Florida thunderstorm. I mean, you get these thunderstorms in the afternoon, they're like five minutes long, and they give you a lot of lightning and some wind and everything else, and then they go away and it's sunny again. It's kind of like what it was with Dorian. We, I honestly couldn't even tell you when we actually got hit by the storm. Um, all I know is we were waiting forever for it to get out of the Bahamas, and God bless them because they actually did get hit. But the thing is, for, for us in Florida... I don't know. I, I, I really question whether or not getting prepared is, is really worth it. I mean, every time I've, I've, I've dealt with this, yeah, we've had some pretty good sized storms and everything, but you don't have to prepare weeks in advance for this thing. Wait for it to where you know where that cone is going to be, where, where it's obvious. And about 24, 48 hours before the storm actually hit us, it was pretty obvious it wasn't going to hit us. <laughs> so, um, you know, but, but, but before that, everybody was talking about, oh man, this is going to be cataclysmic event for people on the east coast of florida you're gonna get destroyed and that was like the furthest thing from the truth we didn't get hit and i think a lot of times too is that you see these hurricanes they'll peak at like 160 160 they'll they'll basically be a category five hurricane and they'll they'll peak way before they even get to the islands and stuff and people are like oh my gosh this thing's gonna be 250,000 mile an hour wind by the time it gets to florida and the and the crazy thing is, is it's not. What happens is these things always peak early. Every time I've seen these things get really monstrous, they peak early. By the time they get to Florida, they're maybe about a two thirds of what they were before. So if it's 150, it's like 100. In the case of like Dorian, it was like peaking at what 185 miles an hour, and now uh, it like skirted the coast. Not even skirted; it was like outside of the coast. 
at 110 miles an hour. And that's what they typically do because you have all these islands and it, they get all beaten up and everything. Maybe not, not always the case with uh, the Carolinas, but then again, the water's a little bit cooler up there too. It's like the, the, the Gulf Stream's a lot warmer and that's what feeds, feeds these hurricanes and everything to, to maintain their, their, uh, their strength when they hit shore. But if they're, if they're peaking at 150 way out in the middle of the Atlantic or right before it hits all the different islands like the Bahamas or Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, I mean, that, that, that's, that's really where you're going to see the, the, the hurricane falter, you know, um, because those, those islands have mountains and they just, you know, the, the, islands, the islands break up the storm a little bit. They weaken it every time. So I guess saying all that, I guess the, the, big, the big thing for me going forward is, is that, man, I'll just run around with my chick, like a chicken with its head cut off 24 hours before the storm runs. Get, gets ready to hit us. That, that's what I'm going to do next time. I'm telling you, shutters are a, such a pain in the butt. It takes a half day to put them up, half day to put them, take them down. Luckily, I wised up on the second day, or the, taking them down. I asked, asked my son to, to help me out with it. He was out there with a the drill, drill. I was doing the heavy lifting. We got knocked out in maybe like hour, hour and a half. It was a good thing. So, any case, let's talk about the August trades. I'm a little bit late in talking about this. It's September 5th as when I'm doing this recording. So we're about five days into the to the new month. However, August was kind of important. I still have one trade actually open still. I thought I would have had two. And I'll get to that in a second. But the month of August seemed like an incredibly long trading uh, month. It, it was long. It was arduous. It was tiresome. Um, there was this like four or five week chop that stretched into September. And actually today, the market's finally breaking out of that chop if it can hold it into the close. 50-day moving average acted as resistance, 150-day moving average acted as support. And between those, the market couldn't do anything. It just couldn't break. We, we sold off early on in the month of August. I made, made a couple of good trades in SDS, SPXU, uh, again in SPXU. Uh, SPXU has been kind of a good trade for me of late. i got to be honest. I traded it one, let's see, two, three, four. Four times, I sound like I'm a dude from the Reading Rainbow or something, you know, counting for you. Uh, but no, um, I think like four times, I think I was profitable on three of them. There were some other positions I took. Really, the short shorting is what made my month. I, I had some decent long trades, but SBUX, Starbucks, I bought that sucker on 8.20. And this is this was, this was was such a frustrating trade yesterday. But on August 20th, $97. It really hasn't done anything for me. It never went down. Well, it did go down a you know, a couple of days there and then it popped back up and it was actually starting to look profitable. And then we had the, the gap up yesterday and it looked like it was going to be a really solid trade. Except for the fact that they like guided their annual growth rates to a, to like much lower than expected. That took the stock down like two or three percent of the pre-market below my stop. I'm out. Actually bounced back close to where it broke even at from the previous day. So but you got to follow the stop losses. Look, I, I could have made a speculation saying, oh, I think it'll bounce back. But I would say more times than not, when you get really bad news about earnings or future earnings or growth or anything like that, you're you're going to see a pretty nasty haircut on the stock. And so it's not worth risking. It's not worth risking that it's going to get bought back up. Starbucks actually recovered pretty good. I really don't regret getting out of it. Um, I regret the fact that we got knocked down <laughs> and, and taken out at 94.40. For a 2.6% loss when we're actually looking at a, a, at a possibility for it to run here. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Apple. Apple, I'm still in it right now. I got in at 208.86. Finally, it's profitable today. But that that's mainly because I, I've, I've been holding that one since the 29th. I thought it would have broken out a little bit earlier. It didn't. The market had some weird gyrations in between. But it, it, it's up. It's up about 1.6% for me today. Now, going back to the beginning of the month, good grief. I really wish I would have held on to McDonald's. I think that might might have been my worst trade of the month, quite honestly. That was one that I... Really, and, and when I when I judge uh, my best trades and worst trades, it's not based off of percentages alone. I actually made a very small profit off of McDonald's, very small. But I judge it in the manner in which I traded this the stock. So McDonald's, even though I didn't lose any money on it, I actually consider probably my worst trade of the month because I wasn't patient enough with it. Um, it pulled back some. It never acted like it was going to go up. I um, We got a little bit into the green. I raised the stop loss extremely very aggressively and um just wasn't going to let it go go red on me anymore um i had held on to it from august 1st through the august 7th really not that much time i probably should have been more patient with it like i said you know the stock went all the way up to like 220 something before you know it finally settled down right after i got out of the stock so and it was literally like the next day it's it was a frustrating trade to, to, to see how it played out eventually i was right on the the trade's direction i was just poor on the management of the trade. Dell, I took a 2% loss on it, right? Now you would think, okay, that seems a lot worse than McDonald's, but I actually feel like that was one of my better managed trades of the month. Yes, 2% loss, one of my better managed trades. Was it was it a good trade to have originally gotten into? I mean, it was setting up pretty nice at a cup and handle and everything else. But when I got into it, it just immediately started selling off. I took a 2, 2% lick on the same day. So I got in on August 1st, got out of August 1st. But then the next day, it was like down 10%. I don't even remember why it was down 10%. I think it might have been about the China tariffs and uh, Dell just you know getting beat up with the rest of the retailers. So yeah, that, that, that was actually probably one of my better trades because I felt like I managed it well and I, I saw the writing where the trade was null and void and it, I needed to get out of the trade. So, um, But yeah, SPXU did pretty good for me on the month. Um, I even had a good trade in SDS for 3.2%. I had a losing trade in SDS the, the following day. Uh, or a couple days later for a 1.7% loss. But overall, I, I've been pretty happy with it. Now the, now the best trade in terms of percentage return was shop. Pretty well managed too. I got out at 390.10. I'm actually currently in the trade right now uh, at like 389. So a little bit lower than where I got out at. Um, and so far, it really hasn't done too much for me. I'm, I'm essentially break even. And earlier today, I thought I was going to get stopped out of it because uh, it was just acting so... So weird, right? Uh, but it, it's come back, you know, well, and, it, and it's looking looking pretty, you know, pretty nice here going into the afternoon. But shop, I made nine percent off of this trade. I got in at, at three. Um, uh, trying to remember, I'm trying to look at my charts here to see where I got in at here to tell you the exact number. I got in at three fifty seven fifty four. Got out thirty three ninety ten. It was a good trade. It it set up nicely. It broke out and. Would have liked to have gone out at 400. It, it did get up to 400, but I was aggressive on the profit taking. Um, I could have I could have made about 401 at 402 on that trade. 
maybe been up like 11 or 12%. However, I, I still think I managed to trade well. I, I booked the gains on exhaustion when it, or when it started showing signs of exhaustion. And then eventually it did. It came right back down into like the 370. So I was right on about getting out of the trade just maybe I was a day or two early. Overall, in the month of August, the S&P was down like, what, 2 3 4%? I'm, I was up on the month. And so I, I have nothing to really hang my head about. It was a good month of trading. I'm happy about it. There's a couple of things I wish would have gone a little bit better for me. Um, the Starbucks trade being one of them, the McDonald's trade being another. Starbucks, I can't do anything about that. I don't know when they're going to report that kind of nonsense. That's why I'm very selective about the stocks that I do trade. COUP was a trade that... I was eventually would have been right on it, but it just there was just too much gyration in that breakout that it just made it for a very messy and sloppy trade that I lost 2.6% on. But overall, I, I mean, I was I was good on the month. I, I feel like overall I managed my trades very well. My my biggest winner was a 9% gain. My biggest loser was SDS, which was like a 3.7% loss. So I let my winners run. I let my I cut my losers short and. Um, Overall, I think it was a good month. So if you want to you want to be with me in the uh, Swing Trading Splash Zone, I highly encourage you to try it out. It's a free seven-day trial. you got nothing to lose. And uh, if you don't like it, you can cancel it at any time. But I, I have a great community of traders. I mean, I learn from them every single day. I mean, they, they're bringing things to my attention, trade setups that I'd never seen before. It's just a really solid place. And I apologize, too, for the, for the motorcycle. I work out of a downtown environment. I can't really control some of the ambient noises on the outside. Well, but any case, I won't keep rattling here. Check out the SharePointer Splash Zone, www.shareplanner.com slash splash zone. And I think you'll like it. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.